Trigger warning. Due to his constrained English vocabulary, Martin often leans on crude language and swearing to make his point. I blame it on his northern heritage and lack of creativity. Matt is also a bit rough. You are here by caution. Welcome to episode number eight, I think, of the Friday Physical Confession podcast. Now, as you've heard, there came a warning before this podcast about the language. So please heed that warning. And if not, I don't care really. But with us today, we have our interim for my trusty co-host Matt that called in sick today we got a number one fan all the way from the Netherlands the Netherlands yeah and it's Jeroen Jacobs the newly grad the newly physio big bearded lad strong lad the non-drinking lad too but much details already. Too much details already. <laughs> yeah. But welcome, Joran. Thank you. And, thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for listening on the pod. And thank you for coming on as a as a surprise guest, as a short notice guest. I did your I did your gave you a 20 minutes warning. Yeah, I was like, do it. You have to do it. Yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a peer pressure, but uh, mm. I guess I, get, I gave in. As you should do, as you should do. Always <laughs> give in to peer pressure, always. Now, Jeroen, tell us about yourself. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, well, I'm, uh, as you said, I'm a Jeroen. That's the way you pronounce it in Dutch and basically every other uh, language butches it a bit, but that's fine. Um, I'm, uh, I'm 37. Uh, Started, yeah, as you said, started working as a physio uh, uh, after summer. Basically, I've always been, basically, always been in the military. Um, and like four, four, four and a half years ago, I started to um, question if I wanted to continue there. And uh, in the end, I rolled into physio. I've always been interested into working out and had some injuries myself. And some friends working in physio started studying, and uh, I had uh, the insane luck. Uh, that uh, the uh, the place where I got my final placement uh, actually opened up, and they asked me if I could, if I wanted to take that position as uh, the physio of the uh, the Dutch Navy and the Dutch Marines. So, since six months, I've been working there as a newly graduated uh, physio, and I've been enjoying yeah. it a lot. So you were in the military for a long time. You're 37 now, and yeah, then you thought, in- "Fuck it, I'm going to be a physio." Yeah, basically, that's that's the short story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the proof we all needed to that people in the military are dumbasses. <laughs> well, I don't think people need proof for that. That's pretty well given. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a good one. Okay, so you so you started physio when you were you had to be like 33, 34? Yeah, something like that. Something yeah, exactly. like that. And 
you were like interested in, in in working out and keeping yourself fit as naturally goes as a military man and you well, ended I, up I actually saw, I, yeah i actually saw a, a good meme today of like uh soldiers like marching with um with uh heavy rucksacks and stuff and then yeah. under it where these are the most physically fit alcoholics we've ever <laughs> we've ever seen and that's that's a good description of the military as well so it's oh, it's yeah. insane how how fit some of those people can be and at the same time like mistreat their bodies <laughs> yeah well you can understand why i guess there's a I never myself. I've never been in the military. I was called in um, to serve at the border patrol, the border hunters, as we call them in Norway. But turns out that my mom knew the doctor's assistant very well, and she wrote a letter where it sounded like I was paralyzed, and the doctor at the time just signed it, and I sent it in. So I'm not fit to serve. Cheers. My, my, yeah, cheers. <laughs> you got no comeback to that. You just. Oh, no, I mean, like uh, in the in the Netherlands, it's like uh, voluntary, basically. Uh, yeah. And yeah, you have certain countries. I think Norway, Sweden, and some other countries in Europe, and of course, all around the world, have still have drafts, yeah. and. I, I wouldn't know how I would how I would react to being drafted or being like told you have to go when you don't want to go. So I have no like judgment on that or anything. If, if you no. don't want to go, you shouldn't be there. You just did it on your free will. Yeah, that's the, we only have uh, voluntary service in the Netherlands. Yeah, professionals. Big well, <laughs> <laughs> but okay. So, how how young or old were you when you started in the military? I was a bit older. I was, I, I think, I was twenty four when I joined. I tried different kinds of stuff before that, like I studied yeah. to become an English teacher uh, only for a year, then dropped out. I did some tourism stuff, dropped out, worked, and then decided, well, I'll just join the military. Then I guess, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. Okay, so I couldn't teach people English. Let's see if I could get to kill somebody. Uh, yeah, it wasn't my intention, but basically, that's a good, uh, good summary. <laughs> but you have, so you have a, a quite. You got ten years in the military, then. Yeah, thirteen years, I guess. Yeah, yeah, thirteen years. So you enjoyed your time there. Uh, I think, like most people who've been in the military, could uh, say is that there's a lot of fluctuations in how enjoyable it is there are some amazing like literally amazing times things you will never forget your entire life and there are some stuff that is just you know bureaucracy uh that comes with governmental organizations and uh hierarchy and stuff that are not so good at times but i guess that's with uh uh, comes with the package basically yeah it does doesn't it everywhere military ain't ain't any difference i guess well when did you think about physio then when did that fuck no get over thoughts start yeah well like you said like uh, you you told me you were very um kind in your introduction saying i'm a big and strong guy wasn't always that i'm I'm still doubtful if i'm a big and strong guy but i've had a lot of injuries during my like my military uh education or training and um in my experience, I was helped very badly, of course, by physios. Like all patients say, uh, 
they had horrible physio or most people say and i was one of those guys i was like uh the stuff the stuff that you just told me i, I would have known that already i could do that a lot better than you could um so i started to get a bit of interest into actually reading up on stuff and trying to learn a bit more about training and then i got a couple of friends from like crossfit boxes and stuff like that who were physios and i kind of got more enthusiastic and i also got a bit more realistic saying ah maybe there was actually some good sense to what the physio told me when i had the injury but because i didn't know anything i just thought it uh, didn't make any sense and basically then i got deployed to afghanistan in 2015 Oh, and there was a physio okay. there as well, um, which I first had basically the same discussion with. I was like, oh, the stuff that you're telling, like literally in front of his face, like it doesn't make any sense. And I wasn't agreeing with him. And I was a bit of a bit of a arrogant mm. um, know-it-all back then. Um, maybe I still am. I don't know. But, <laughs> um, so I, I got to know him a little bit better and uh, same uh, thing basically he yeah kind of made me more enthusiastic for the for the profession and then i was like when i came back from afghanistan i was like i really want to do something else and i kind of I, I don't know i just knew that i wanted to do something and help people with injuries and preferably help uh, people in the military with injuries because there's yeah. also a lot of culture around being injured like if you're injured you're a pussy and yeah. um, i thought that i could help people not just with their injury but also cope with the group pressure the peer pressure and stuff like that so that that was really draw me in and basically literally without like exaggerating i don't think i regretted it one moment since i made the decision that's insane you will you will soon don't worry about that Pro- probably probably <laughs> especially if i listen to your, your <laughs> podcast and usually all, all the... sets in and after maybe 14 months or so <laughs> okay i'll uh, i'll set the date <laughs> but that's that's kind of cool so you you knew the culture you were in it you were part of it and and uh, you got interested in, in in physio and you saw some of the problems some of the struggles and you recognized yourself in some of them and you thought, fuck it, I'm going to be a physio. And now you're a physio with the Dutch Marines. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. But you know this is the Friday Physio Confession podcast. And you know we yeah. need to ask this. What was the biggest fuck up you ever done in your military career? Or in you my military career? Yeah, so give, not, us, not, give us something so, juicy stuff. So, so not not the physio part then. So I guess just yeah, the military. The physio part as well. That comes later. But first the military. Okay, stuff. okay. Let's start yeah. with the military. Um, that, that's a, that's difficult. I, ca- I can be like light, uh, like a light uh, example, or I can be. It can be a bit more serious. You can choose. Oh, give us both, but don't give us something that you'll get okay, okay, chewed okay. over later for. From your superiors, okay, yeah, be within, the, uh, be within so your that, limits. That, that's that was the problem. Like being, yeah. <laughs> my superiors never really, or most of them never really got on with me very well because I was a bit too critical. Um, so that was one of the the biggest fuck ups in hindsight. Like uh, I was critical and I would still do that, but I took it too far, so I got myself into trouble, which wasn't worth it. Um, <laughs> because like someone with a higher rank will eventually win, you know. And I should have yeah. known that, and I didn't. So that's <laughs> something I got into a lot of trouble with, uh, which also helped me make the decision to 
get out of that world basically to do something else. So it's, it's something good came out of it. But yeah. one of the I biggest thing you're in a, in a profession now, you never get any, you know, troubles or difficulties or people talking uh, about you. Yeah. In a way, I guess I know what you mean. I, mean, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> but, Sorry, I interrupted you, Jerome. No, 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 no problem at all. Um, but I'm, uh, I'm basically at the base that I work at. I'm the only physio, and I work in a healthcare center with uh, like several doctors and uh, stuff like that. But I'm the only physio, and um, so basically, I'm my own boss there, which yeah. is, has a lot of advantages. One of the disadvantages is that I don't have like some experienced colleagues to um, access directly, but I have a lot of them at bases nearby, so that's okay. Um, but one of the other fuck up that was like little fuck up, I still carry the literal scars to this day from that moment. Yeah. Um, do you know like night vision goggles? Maybe you've seen them in films or something. You know the yeah, green yeah. tint that you get. Yep. So we were doing an, an operation in, uh, at night and we were wearing the night fishing goggles and you can't see depth in with night fishing goggles. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and there's this like this drill when you have to cross a road in the woods or whatever, um, uh, that you try to, um, uh, cross that road with the entire group in one go. So if someone watches it in the length of the road, they will only see like one person or at least like a couple of persons crossing, but they can't see how many. And then, so so what we were, we were trying to do that we were setting up for it, and I thought that it was like a a, a flat road that we were crossing, <laughs> but because you can't see depth perception, uh, it wasn't. Spoiler: <laughs> my entire group knew it. They already saw that it wasn't just a flat road, and it was actually it was like a yeah a ditch with water in it. So I was like, I gave this, I gave the sign to like cross. But everyone waited. Usually, we you take. Usually, everyone goes in one go. But now yeah. they saw it and they waited for me to take the first step. So the moment I I took the first step, I basically immediately fell down the ditch with my chin on like the the mount of of my scope, and I still have two big scars under my beard from here to here from where I basically <laughs> fucked up my chin. <laughs> And the bastards just, they bastards for my group. They saw it and they just didn't even say like, eh, maybe you shouldn't do this. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's something I still remember every, like every couple of weeks I have to think about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was a pretty big fuck up. <laughs> yeah. But you only hurt yourself. Or was it during active duty on, in, in, on a tour or in training? No, it was just during training. In, in, oh. Uh, like, uh, yeah. Well, been worse if you did that in Afghanistan, I guess. It would still give in a laugh, I guess, to people, unless it wasn't during like intense situations. But uh, it, uh, yeah, Man, well, it, it, it you, wasn't. I bet you got a cool, cool new nickname after that, didn't you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they just they just laughed a lot at it, especially because yeah. the the nurse that stitched it did a really bad job that's why i can <laughs> still still see the really big scars on my chin if I'm, my beard's a bit shorter <laughs> this is, she was, i bet she was like oh this fucking just tripped he should have known better i don't i come here at night time i was asleep fucking military dudes just tripping over their own feet in the forest that, that's usually how the like the 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 medical military personnel because it was done by like a medical nurse or military nurse yeah. um 
who did it basically talks about infantry guys because I, I was in the infantry. That's basically how they always talk about infantry. Oh, these yeah. fucking guys. Always something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that was a, that was a good moment. Yeah, a <laughs> good moment. It's a teaching moment. That's yeah, definitely. There for you. Yeah. Yeah. But now you said that. Uh, when you talked uh, about your injuries earlier in your military days and what the physios told you then and you didn't agree with, do you remember anything in particular about that? What what wasn't you? Yeah, um, I've had quite a lot of injuries and I remember a lot of it quite well. Like having a knee injury, I think it was like a, a bit of a wrongish knee, uh, basically. And people telling me they were, that I was built very tendon-like, whatever that means, and <laughs> that I would never uh, like get rid of those complaints so that I could better just like focus on my uh, military training and not do any running anymore because I would always keep my complaints, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, getting like a knee protocol instead of just a, uh, a proper uh, intake with a examination and a tailored rehab program, but just like here are here's the sheet with knee exercises. Go do them. I'll see you in three weeks. Uh, yeah. I always felt that I was like not really taken seriously, even with mm. just re relatively um, mild MSK complaints, uh, stuff like that. Like, uh, but then again, knowing what I know now, and if I look back at like ten years, like for example, I remember having. Uh, lower back pain and uh, getting to do these uh, motor control exercises for like the multifidy and stuff like that. Oh, oh motor control, and, yeah. Yeah, but if I look at back at it now, like 10 years ago, I mean, there are still people today saying that they should do that for lower back pain, like physios. But 10 years ago, it might have been, yeah, more excusable to say that to a patient because maybe the, yeah. the evidence then was, was a bit more... Um, there wasn't there wasn't as much evidence against it, maybe. So now I'm a bit milder towards the people that helped me back then because I was yeah, like, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I understand. Now, so now your your basic criticism against them is what I get is that you probably understand them a bit more today than you did back then. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. but tell us, you know, tell us about the uh, your first six months as a physio. Um. <clears throat> Well, the uh, fortunate thing I had was that the, basically I took a gamble in my final placement. Um, I did my first, we had to, we had to do two final yeah. placements of four or five months each in the fourth year. And I did my first one at the place that I am at now mm. um, with a very good, uh, in my opinion, at least a very good sports physio. Um, that was a great mentor for me. And um, we took a bit of a gamble. He basically said, uh, there is a chance that I'm, I'm going to leave this uh, uh, this job uh, in like half a year. And um, if you stay for another four months, um, yeah, you're probably going to leave such an impression that if that actually happens, they're going to ask you to, to take over my place. So which, of course, brings the drawback that I would only see like military people yeah. in my final placements and it would be very uh, narrow, plus being... Uh, the Ministry of Defense, it's just there's very little, like there's loads of job opportunities in physio in the civilian world in the Netherlands, but basically everyone wants to join the military because it's very good for 
pay and uh, secondary benefits and stuff like that. So yeah. they said that it is a bit of a chance. There's no guarantee you'll get uh, you'll get that uh, get that spot. So I basically took the spot, took another four months uh, my placement there, and then got a bit lucky and also I guess um, left a decent impression. Uh, and then in the end they asked me. So I basically already had half like um, a year and two months experience in this particular. Uh, spot and group yeah. okay. but um, what, what what my the, the main thing that that i think about is how much i've enjoyed it um, yeah. just the the population is really challenging um, but also like something i know so that's what i really enjoy yeah. and also um, that it's just really difficult but like in a good way in a challenging way yeah so you comment on our podcast and all be just optimistic about the physio future, aren't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, man, because you don't you don't know me really, and I'm I'm really a, <laughs> people would describe me as the glasses half empty guy. So I'm I'm trying not to go that way at the start of the podcast. <laughs> maybe we maybe we can get there later on. Then <laughs> you, but what the impression I get is that you. You, you're in. Uh, I'm no. I've seen your. We have communicated on on Twitter a, a bit, and sometimes yeah. and likes and comments and all and all that. So, as a newly grad physio and the Friday Physio Confession podcast, what do you help? What do you? Uh, what the hell do you listen to it? Well, um, I, I can't really remember when I started like following physio social media uh, but it was quite early during my, uh, my, my my training to become a physio like I think early second year maybe even no. end of the first and uh, of course then you, you I ran into uh, your Friday physio confessions uh, on Twitter um, all I think I follow quite broadly like in the physio Twitter and social yeah. media uh, sphere and basically the moment that uh, the thing that really uh, got me was just the, the openness that you had in, in like saying talking about insecurity or about not 100% certainty however you want to describe it and also the the amount of how do you say it um, self-mockery you have in a, in a sort of a yeah. healthy way and um I don't know. That, that really, uh, I really appreciate that because I come from a world where that's basically not done. Like yeah. everyone is the alpha male. Everyone has to be hard as nails. You can't talk about any insecurities or weaknesses. And over the years since I've worked there, I kind of like got a bit of a allergy for that kind of behavior. So that's why I, I really like the uh, the tweets, the the, the the comments, the stories, the threads about that. So basically, when you got a, a podcast, I was like, yeah, I want to. <laughs> uh, listen i want to i want to yeah i want to keep listening to that and uh, especially the fact that it's more of a conversation just like people talk to each other there's always like nuggets in there i know you don't want to hear it i don't i know you don't want to hear that you can that you can take away from uh from something and that you can actually learn something from it but i think I've, i think i've learned more from uh, like having conversations with uh people physios patients whatever than like actual um course material or or whatever you want to call it yeah so that's what really draws me to it at least yeah that's good and i think that was kind of my whole point with beginning this stuff and having matt along is that we we've all trudged or trudged through this stuff 
so I behave like we haven't. And it's it's very good. It's very nice to hear you as a as a new grad. You're your adult male. You're you big strong man again. And and just to hear that the the effect that being honest, being about insecurity has an an impact is great to hear. So that's good. Yeah, and I don't I don't think you uh, not just you, but like a lot of people in the uh, the, the Fisher social media that are actually open about that stuff. And uh, I think you guys like uh, do more than you realize sometimes. Um, so again, as as a new grad, thanks not just for you, but for all. You're turning out to be a great pod podcast this is like 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 i said we still have a couple of minutes left and this is the glass (laughs) the glass is half full it's it's like that's that's this now so enjoy it (laughs) that's the positive side all right so now to the constructive criticism isn't it oh yeah constructive criticism yeah yeah, you've heard that a lot yeah all right yeah as a newly grad you've just been through it and getting criticism isn't great, is it? You've done uh, it. You just done it for six months ago. You had someone looking over your shoulder and taking into account. How do you take it? Constructive no, criticism. No one likes criticism, and I, I think anyone who says, oh, like, "Let's let," oh, maybe that's a bit too black and white. But no one, in, no one likes the feeling of being criticized. Like maybe oh, in hindsight, yeah. you can think like, "Ah, oh, that was." well meant and it was useful and I learned something from it but no one enjoys the feeling of hearing hey you could do this better or yeah. uh, why didn't you why did you think of that so it's always like an ego check to see how you deal yeah. with that kind of stuff but uh, yeah it really this it's dependent on so much stuff but when someone enters the uh, conversation or the, the feedback with I'm just going to give you constructive criticism then I was like, I wish you wouldn't have told me that. I'll just just <laughs> tell me what the fuck just, you want to say. Yeah, and just go on with your day. Yeah, yeah exactly. Now, and I'm the same. I'm the same. I, I, I never liked criticism. Who likes who likes it? As you said, and, and people, you, you know, starting with, I'm going to give you some constructive criticism because that's great. That's how we learn, and it is. It is okay. I'm not not saying that it isn't, but. Those people are applauding it and and you know singing his praises. They're just people not accustomed to be wrong, I guess. So it's uh, like, maybe, yeah, it could yeah. be part of it. Yeah, probably. I'm I'm the same as you. As in hindsight, I was like, yeah, there's a point. I give you that point, and and, and stuff like that. But but mainly when I get criticism, uh, I'm I'm not too overjoyed. I'm like uh, the type of guy that wants to. Okay, was this was this good? Was this okay? Okay, it was okay, great, uh, and give me some something to chew about. Give me something to 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 feel secure about. But that that constant pressure of getting constructive criticism from people that's not in that context that are viewing it from outside not having the same pressure is is infuriating because you, I, you i've actually been i've actually been like in the other role because in my in my last job as, as a, i was a military instructor and we oh. i had to i had to supervise like uh, junior instructors and like 
give them criticism and uh, hold like evaluations with them and stuff. And I always like ask them, uh, look, we know we get we get taught a certain way how you need to uh, yeah. give criticism. You have to start with something good, then you have to do yeah. the uh, negative the and negative, then and then good. end yeah, with something good. Yeah, good old sandwich, mate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I was I always ask them like, do you want you also know that that's the way we get taught to, to give criticism? What do you want? Like, what do you? How do you want to, to hear what I have to say? Yeah. And then generally. That's the good. That's I guess what what I like about the military as well. Most people just say, "Just say it, man." I know. I know you have a good intentions. Just tell me. Yeah. Uh, and if if it's really bad, just say it's really bad. Tell me and don't fuss around and try to package it all nicely. Yeah, um, exactly. And I think that, I think you're onto my point. Why I, not, I don't I dislike the constructive criticism gang because it's always with that smirk of trying to teach you something. Well, I just need. Give me the shit, and I'll deal with it. Mm. And now I found out I've been working for so long that uh, I will say, "Give me the shit," and I'll see if I agree. But does it matter who gives you the criticism? Like in the way you, in the way, yeah, 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 in general, of course. But when when you talk about like, okay, from you, I would like to just hear it straight up. But are there situations where you you wouldn't like if some if you don't know someone as well, would it, would you still want it that way? Yeah, probably, because I get mad. I get mad at that. What do you think? What do you feel? What do you do? Uh, and criticism, for me, criticism criticism is criticism. It's an opinion giving about your effort. So don't hide behind doing it for me. This is what you saw and what you concluded and what you can bring to the table. Just give me the fucking ingredients. And I'll make a soup out of it, you know. So, for me, it doesn't matter who 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 gives it, or or yeah, whatever. I just I, I just want I want to hear it. I want to hear what answers did I get wrong, and why. Yeah. Would it matter if uh, if you get given criticism by someone of which you think, for example, let's take the physio world as an example yeah. that. That you think you're a better physio or better suited to help someone. That if they give you criticism, would you re- react differently to that? Oh yeah, that's, that's a good question. That's a yeah, good. Probably we know this. This there's a, 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 a what do we call it? That's bias, and I, I never remember the names of the bias. But we tend to superiority bias. Yeah, yes, yeah, probably. Yeah. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a very good <laughs> bias knowledger. <laughs> no, but we tend to, to to have heroes and people we look up to, right? And we tend to we see it as a, a society, as a group. We tend to go along with people we admire uh-huh. a lot, and and appeal to authority. Same as right? it's the same as uh, when they get research out on on acupuncture and dry needling or manipulations and all that stuff. I will tend to read that as a bit more criti- critical than things saying, "Yeah, go work out stuff." Uh-huh. So, if there was someone who I disagreed with in the past, giving me criticism, I will probably be more more secure in my own ways yeah yeah I would how about probably. two days later oh man 
you're taking on this, this inspector uh, stuff now. No, like, I'm just curious. You're, you're man. back it's, in. It's, you're it's... back in your uh, instructor role. <laughs> no, not at all. Fuck not you. at all. I'm just. <laughs> no, and it's just I find that stuff really curious, uh, really fascinating. Yeah. Like, uh, like I said, I've, I've I've worked in the the, the like the alpha male setting. And basically, yeah. they're all insecure as fuck. Like every alpha male in the military just doesn't want someone else to think that they're weak or something. But it's just all insecurity. And I was the same. I was like pretending to be someone that I wasn't. And I've, uh, basically, when I, I was when someone told me something, I always said, "No, that's not true." Even if I don't, didn't know, really know anything about it, I was like, "No, that's not true. Uh, this is this is like yeah. I can just try to win the argument by." um being like tougher or whatever and yeah I just, okay, so, so yeah. and now i basically because partially because um uh, discussions on social media or social media threads on, on whatever uh reading up into some stuff about biases and stuff like that i'm, I'm really starting to get interested in, in stuff like okay if someone tells me that something that i don't agree with even if i don't like that person how much influence does it have and should i just disregard it or should i try to still think critically about it and then uh make my opinion even though i don't like that person and that's hard man because i have the same reaction of like man i'm better than you i know i know more (laughs) stuff than you i'm not gonna listen to you yeah but then like two days later some weird i don't know voice creeps up in the back of my head like are you sure have you really thought about that you know oh yeah that that voice just keeps on going and then you go oh for fuck's sake it was right <laughs> god damn it yeah i know that one but it's a it's a kind of journey i've been on through through my whole career that the b- before as a student i was like i never liked criticism so i always would over criticize myself like i know what you're going to say i did that wrong i did that wrong and da 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 and uh, and um, I'm still kind of like that, but but now I'm taking probably a step back and be mm-hmm. as you you're telling now more open about it and more curious about it and and just saying oh okay how would that work mm-hmm. if you're doing it your way what how would that work what, what are you telling me what what would that imply and. Uh, and it's really interesting to, to to delve into those kind of situational kinds of mindsets you're getting into. But there's a slippery slope there as well, isn't it? But because of the end of the day, you have to kind of be yourself and bring your own into it, haven't you? Yeah, but that's that's the tough part about criticism, I guess, right? Yeah. You can't just, even if you agree with the criticism, it's really difficult, I think, to just be like, "Yeah, I yeah, see, so you got a point." Okay, I'll do it your way then, because yeah. there's a reason why you chose for your own way. Yeah, and, and exactly. there must, I guess, most of the time, there's also like something to say for that, and then you have to find like a compromise or something. I don't know, but yeah, exactly, uh, yeah. But, but 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 yeah, the thing you started with about like the 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 the, the, the constructive criticism, like literally the, the the having to make like a introduction into your criticism is something that i personally don't really like just just yeah. be be straight be yeah. we have an expression and at least we use it in the military which is um i don't know if you can translate it into english um 
it's hard on the facts and kind on the person. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, but, uh, if I tell, sorry, say it in Dutch because to me, for us Norwegians, Dutch speaking sounds like people from Lofoten drunk. Does it? Yeah, <laughs> it really does because I can recognize a lot of your words. Okay, I have to the other way around as well. Sometimes yeah. it's like one one or two words, and I'm like, those are exactly the same as in yeah. as in uh, as in Dutch. Uh, okay. it, it's in Dutch. It's hard op de feiten, zacht op de man. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, just just take another two beers and you'll get it. <laughs> yeah, that's. But it's insane. We actually have a, a whole YouTube video on how. Uh, Dutchman sounds like drunken North Norwegians. <laughs> it's insane. I laughed my ass about it. But yeah, but you, you, that's a good saying and that's a good motto, I guess. You know, but it, it depends. Device. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it so. depends as well on the, uh, the person you're having the conversation with. Because yeah. if I, if I would tell someone, hey, look, I want to be hard on the facts, but I don't want to, I don't mean this personally. Like I don't yeah. so that, that I think that something you did wasn't very good, or if I have some advice for you, doesn't mean I think you're a bad person. Yeah. It still doesn't mean that you still preface it with something. You still don't. You still basically <laughs> yeah. give constructive criticism if you say it's that. Fuck's sake! Yeah, we're doing the same thing. Yeah, we are the people that we love. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's yeah. why we why we get angry at stuff because we we yeah. recognize stuff we do ourselves. Yeah, you got you got uh, angry at. Some of your patients yet? Um, basically, and I mean this in the most loving way possible, military personnel, especially infantry or like the the the, the grunts, uh, yeah. like they're just dumb fucks, man. Like, in, <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I was one, you know. I'm, I'm even I was one as well. I'm maybe I'm still I still am, but it's insane. Like I said, with the we were the fittest alcoholics, you know, yeah. the, the amount of punishment we, we put on ourselves or that they now put on themselves without thinking about injury risk, uh, recovery, uh, proper yeah. preparation. But like, like we talked about a bit, uh, before, uh, the show, like, uh, the, the Marines that I, that I work with go to Norway twice a year, wants to yeah. do winter training, Arctic training, and wants to do mountainous training. When they do the, the the mountain training, they basically are hiking up mountains with forty to fifty k packs for yeah. three weeks. You oh, know how they prepare? Pussies. Yeah, maybe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, yeah. how do they prepare? Take a wild guess how they prepare. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, they they don't basically. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah, I'll just hit the gym five days a week, work on my pecs and my chest, and uh, yeah, I'll just you know motor through, <laughs> and then basically right. uh, they come back six months or six weeks later, and they come back to the base, and they're like, yeah, everything hurts basically. Uh, <laughs> femoral pain, shin splints, low uh, oh, lower back yeah. pain. Yeah, can you fix me? Because in a couple of weeks I have to go again. You know, I think the military like, is the is the perfect place that uh, it breaks the rule too much, too soon, too fast. Yeah, it's 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 literally um, insane. We're trying we're, we're trying to uh, get some more prevention, or at least I know that's yeah. a dirty word, prevention, but no. at least to tr- 
You we tried it. to get yeah, I said it. I corrected someone out of Falgus the other day and I felt dirty. <laughs> but uh <laughs> no, but uh, we're trying to get some more there's so much bro science in, in mm. like in the gym in the uh, in the military that we're trying to get some more good information there, but it's uh it's difficult. Yeah, yeah I can understand that. Oh. But you see, uh, was the infantry uh, training in Norway sometimes? Did you yeah, go to Norway? No, I never. I, I went to Norway on vacation, but not on uh, not on uh, maneuvers or on training. On vacation? Now. Where did you yeah. go? Uh, we went three years ago, I think before before Corona. And we went to. We basically drove up to uh, Denmark, Malmo, Oslo, and then we halfway through. Like I think on one third in the length of Norway, we went to the coast to Ilsund. Um, is that is that, is that, is that correct? Olesund, yeah. yeah, I think yeah, yeah. it was Olesund to the like Trollstigen and stuff like that. And uh, then we uh, moved down south again uh, along the yeah. coast. Just did a tour. Uh, I, I you, need to, you need to get your ass across the Arctic Circle, mate. You need to get. I, I I want to, and I especially want to go like when it's a bit colder. Uh, but I the missus doesn't really like the cold, so I said, "Well, but yeah, I might." Nobody I might likes do it. the cold, mate. Nobody likes the cold. Just... <laughs> you don't. I have some well, friends we, in Stockholm that, that disagree. We thrive in it, but we don't like it. No. Ah, okay. <laughs> like every right. time I visited some friends in Stockholm in the winter, they were like wearing shorts and stuff, and I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you, great people?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing shorts right now, but I have a you know wool are, sweater are, on. Are you even wearing shorts? I don't believe you. Yeah, no pants though. Ah, okay. Because, yeah, of course. <laughs> Free balling all the way. Now, okay. So one other thing I wanted to talk to you about being a newly graded, graded new new grad. Yeah, new grad physio is that some things that we encounter through our. our career is always that the death of empathy or, or, or empathy fatigue is the right word now you're six months in so you're probably a month or two away from your first <laughs> empathic fatigue but is that when you hear that word is that what do you what do you call what what do you think about that i think i saw a lot of i've seen a lot of death of empathy like in the military um, yeah. So, so I'm not a stranger to the word, but at this point, I've already, I think I've already experienced it to like a less degree, like, yeah. um, but but in general, I think I have a bit too much empathy at this point still. Like sometimes yeah, kill I kill that, kill that stuff right. Now. <laughs> you need a, you need a bit of empathy, all right, but you need to kill that. Uh, maybe kill eighty percent of it, and then leave the 20 yeah i'll probably have to bump my head into a brick wall a couple of times before i uh think back about the advice that you that you've oh yeah that's now. that's how i start every day so just that's, <laughs> a good, that's a good that's a clinical pull right there just, yeah you know smash your head against the wall a couple of times before work that was yeah that's the trick you usually do it during work i just during during training or rehab or something yeah i actually oh so so can, can you can you like give me a like i said like i i've, I've seen I, I think i've seen it in like death of empathy and a lot of stuff yeah. uh in the military whether it's the bureaucracy or or other stuff but yeah. um can you can you give me an example like in a clinical setting or in physio setting mm. 
the, the greatest example is that um, you know the feeling you have the competency and you have the knowledge to help this person in front of you mm-hmm. uh but that person is you know reluctant to take that advice take that information mm-hmm. or do anything about it and you've tried every type of communication that you, you have and they still won't do it and you'll you'll get across these people from time to time and they're not difficult patients they're just different patients and and you'll get that thought in your head oh for fuck's sake just take a hold of it mm-hmm. just buy into something take a responsibility for yourself that's the biggest one that's the but but that's not death of empathy is it i mean even, well, it, it might even be it might even be too much empathy because you try so hard you do you try to do everything to to help this people this person that that is having empathy yeah. but then you get across 10 of these persons a week uh. over that and after a while with too much pressure too much stuff going on you will feel that you stop caring uh. and that will turn into that you stop trying to get that little bit of nudge to how do i communicate this how this does this work and you'll i find that it's you're slowly easing into that i've given every, everybody templates type of physio uh-huh. and, it, and it really happens it, it it does but no i try to fight against it but this job but but, it, is, but yeah. even if that happens right does it happen um it, it happens then with, with certain patients. It doesn't happen at the first meeting and the, the, basically the first thing uh, that you say is like, ah, I already see it. You have a... Uh, well, it, 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 could, it, it, it could. Here's your, oh, here's your pamphlet. Oh, my sweet, naive uh, flower. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're in for a treat. Now, I think that <laughs> when you got across uh, many examples of, of this type of person you you'll get it but but i think it's a, it's a natural course of things because you're a person as well you're a human as well you go home and you you have your own 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 agenda and your own beliefs and all your stuff and trying to leave all that behind in the physical room is quite hard and it takes a toll now i i may i may be cynical about this but that's toll that has to be paid at one point. Yeah. And 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 trying to fight it. No, don't fight it, just acknowledge it. It is what it is. And and at once you acknowledge that it's okay to feel that way and be gone, you you're quite easy to get over is that well. Because you see it as a natural occurrence. No, so you don't stress about it. I think that the first time I really was tired of hearing everybody else's problem, I felt bad because you know, as a physio, I shouldn't think this. I shouldn't. I shouldn't judge. I shouldn't do this or that. Uh, but you know what? It's okay to judge. It's okay to think this stuff. What's not okay is to let that color your whole clinical experience or your old clinical work and and feeling bad about it you know that's a that's a double negative right there because once you get so you okay so say you're feeling 
tired, you're sick, you're sick of complaints, you're sick of stuff, and you're just like, get the fuck a hold of yourself. If you just did a couple of these things and just listen to me for a while, you will get there. Now, stop feeling sorry or or anger at yourself for thinking those those things. Just yeah, oh, this, 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 yeah, this is a natural occurrence. It's okay. So you know you don't get that double negative stress on you. So how long? First. How, how long, long did yeah? it take you to uh, basically get to grips with with what you just said? Like that you felt a bit more okay with having those feelings. Oh, I think it was the first for a couple of years ago. Yeah, quite yeah. new. So, so how long have you been practicing? Oh shit! Yeah, I've been practicing f- since 2014. Oh damn! Yeah, so I've been I've been practicing through uh, a long-standing pain clinic at the hospital. I've been to the county service, community service, and oh. I've been private practice since 2017. Yeah. Alright. So I've been through a lot of stuff. I've been to Chile. My, uh, you talk about your placement earlier. My placement was uh, at latest placement in year three was at a children's division at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I actually got a funny story about that, but let's save that for a Christmas special. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, but. Yeah, I thought I got to grips on being secure about my insecurity a couple of years ago. I did, uh-huh. and it feels great. And and that uh, I don't know it all. I can't know it all. It takes time to be a specialist. It takes time to be uh, an expert, and and stop keep putting that pressure on my shoulders. That was a was a relief because we all look up to the professionals, don't we? We all think that we should know, and uh, as much as Adam Eakins about shoulders as, and Joe Gibson, and as much as about backs as Mario Keefe and and uh, Ben Cormack, we should know uh, as much about knees as um, yeah, Claire Patella or or uh, and and we fail to figure out that these people has the advantage of working with just this stuff and you'll yeah, see and, and also a bit of time and stuff right i mean yeah. uh, I, I, this is a uh, uh something that i'm that i'm really interested in like what you just said about like comparing ourselves to to experts and stuff and yeah especially if you look at the the discussion that sometimes goes on on twitter about uh, you know the, the diagnosis discussion about how yeah. far should you go uh, i think ben cormack had a really good post about it uh yesterday or something but um so my my mentor as well during placement and, and so I was like yeah the diagnosis doesn't always matter and uh, the other saying like okay we're uh, the new physio nihilists about but nothing matters anymore uh, yeah. and for some reason and I can't really fully explain why I'm I'm feeling really comfortable with the fact that I don't have to know everything yet like at this point yeah. as a new grad yeah. that someone's Good. saying like it, it does matter. But a lot of times it doesn't, and like over the years, you'll you'll find out when more and, and and better about when it does matter and when you need to investigate or refer on, and when yeah. you're not sure, you need to 
like ask someone else. You know, you don't have to do it yourself. Uh, you were light years ahead of me when I was six months into my uh, clinical practice, mate. So that's yeah, so but that's you, you good, didn't have you didn't have all these uh, people. At least I think so. Like on social media, not just like two or three mentors in your personal space, but like. Yeah. I have like I don't want to sound too much like a suck up on I because I also don't agree with a lot of people that I follow on social media. I think like, yeah. wait, why are you saying this now? You said something completely different two weeks ago or whatever. But in general, I, if if you follow the right people, if you uh, try to be critical as a new yeah. grad, there's a lot of opportunities to have like ten, twenty, one hundred mentors. Depending on how yeah. much time you want to spend, yeah, and, good point. Uh, yeah. So we also have the opportunity to learn a lot and have a lot of different opinions, uh, and that's something that I've personally enjoyed, uh, yeah. and I think took advantage of, and hope to take more advantage of in the future as well. Yeah, that's a oh shit. Yeah, that's a beautiful place to wrap this up. Here, that's a that's a good that's a good summary. Now. Uh, do you have uh, any physical confessions you want to confess? Uh, yeah, I, I thought about this like for 10 minutes when you asked me if I wanted to come on the pod. I was like, you're probably going to ask me that question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I want to I want to continue with, uh, or I, not continue, I want to add to the fact that I, have, I already made like a big fuck up on my placement. And it was... Looking back, it was a funny story because I can get along with the, the patient really well now so i don't really have to feel too bad about it we got <laughs> it's also a very hot topic now we got uh like pain neuro education on yeah in, in school and it, it never really sat well with me as an intervention uh, maybe like to, to know the knowledge and to in ways impair the knowledge to a patient if it's appropriate but not as yeah. a single intervention but we've got taught it at school as a single intervention yeah. and i had this uh this patient with uh, like a six-year history of chronic back pain also in the military it was a, a a woman and we we got along decently well we knew each other from uh like vaguely from like her her husband uh, worked with me in a unit a couple of years, years ago so we we got along decently well and when we got the pain neuroscience education we saw all the videos from uh, David Butler, Laura Mosley, I don't know, all the, the pain yeah. experts. All and I was stuff, like, yeah. I'm never gonna like invalidate someone's feelings. That That's like my main goal. I never want to. And the first patient with chronic pain I, I had basically gave feedback to my mentor about how she felt that I didn't took her seriously, that I tried to uh, put words in her mouth about, about pain and, and stuff like that. And oh. she was really angry. Uh, like, and she, she said that to my mentor because I had a good relationship with my mentor and also with her, we eventually talked it out and now we still, like, we train together occasionally or whatever, but... Um, did you pain-splain? Is that yeah, I did. I did. Just... I, I, I did. <laughs> and I failed horribly at it. It was just terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all done that. We all pain-splained yeah. a lot. And... Oh, for fuck's sake, yeah. It's, but it's, it's especially it's, jarring that I said, like, I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to be that guy. <laughs> and the first opportunity I got, boom, it was <laughs> big fat L. <laughs> I know this shit. I learned it. <laughs> put it into practice. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, very nice. 
again, Joran or Jorn, as I want to yeah, call you. Yeah, it's, it's close enough, man. Just have yeah, another beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would like you to uh, end this episode with uh, saying thank you for listening to episode eight of the Friday Physio Confession podcast. And fuck you all and good night. In Same. Dutch. In, in Dutch. Yeah. Uh, Oké. Okay. Dank jullie wel allemaal voor het luisteren naar de Vrijdag Visio Confessie podcast. En fuck jullie allemaal. Ja, yeah, perfect. Yes, <laughs> mate. That is good. Well, thank you for doing this. And I will see you again on the Christmas special episode. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. You know what we're going to do? I have uh, wasn't it something you discussed like uh in last podcast something about some yeah. kind of sort of party and co game or something? Yeah, would I lie to you? Oh yeah, would I lie to you? That's uh, have you seen the sh- have you seen the show yet? Because I've watched it yeah. loads. Yeah. It's really I have, really I have good. I've seen a couple of episodes since and it's going to be perfect. It's going to be yeah. perfect. So get your cocks out, get your <laughs> yeah pants off it's gonna be a twister and you will hear Joran again in a week so yeah hope you don't lose any listeners over it <laughs> the funny thing the funny thing Joran is that I lose two or three twitter followers with every episode I post <laughs> <laughs> they're just bots man they're just bots yeah, they're just bots they're just no this is not This is not the way. Yeah. But again, thank you. And thank you for listening. Bye-bye.